forge has gone quiet, the bellows blow no more. The forge has gone quiet, the smiths have gone home. Only fading embers remain, and my hearth grows cold. One kiss from you to rekindle it all. Welcome back to Queen of Embers, uh, game session 63. 63, holy shit, we're so close to 69, remember, on episode 69, if you roll a 69 on dice, it is a critical success, it is. or is it a critical failure, we'll leave it up to you, you find out, <laughs> you decide, it you decide. I think hey, 68 is critical 69 is always a critical success, right? That's right, hey, everybody oh. gets pleasure, <laughs> so, um, a couple things to mention this first is a mature off. Podcast. It is. It's very mature. <laughs> this is a Twitch. Um, to, to, so a couple things. Uh, first, uh, Adam and Mike are sick, uh, so they're gone. Uh, Tim is back from his influenza A and B. Sort of, sort of well. Yeah, making it happen. Uh, we put him in his own corner tonight. No, um, but Adam and Mike are out. But we we have obviously we have um, six players around the table. And we will play with four, so um, including myself, five. So our kind of rule is that if we have four players or five players, we'll play. If we have three players, we do something else, mm-hmm. um, which is good because we have a lot of episodes in the can we haven't released yet. Because by the time this one comes, it'll probably be March. March, yeah. And we still want to play Big Trouble in Little China. We'll do it. We'll do it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll play Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> um, we're mature. Leading up to episode 69, it's going to be nothing but just a puerile humor. That's uh, that's kind of what we're going for. Um, so, uh, Tim was gone last game session, and I think it'll be good. We, we kind of talked off camera. We have a pre-show, or we'll call it a post-game, if you will, uh, that you're going to see after episode 63. We had a post-game actually last time, too, in episode 62. We had four hours of game and then 33 minutes of additional stuff. It was crazy. We played for a long time. Um, but nonetheless, we will have an additional after show for this to talk about some observations from the previous game session and some changes we introduced along with some new house rule stuff. But um, we've covered that ground. Let's talk about let's talk about last game session. Tim, what do you recall happened when your the previous session? Well, we had. We'd, uh, we'd basically met with Graf, we'd met with everybody at this point. Yeah, we sure Bloodleaf, the, the delegate. Uh, yeah, we'd met with uh, both, well, Bloodleaf, and we were preparing to take um, the people to... Oh, people. That's right. And then we made sure that the people got across the river, the, the town mm-hmm. folks, so that they were not slaughtered. That's right, caught in a crossfire. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, we, we, went, we got to the meal frosh. Did you meet? Did, were you there when we met with him? No, that was no. The end. That was, that the, was end. At the very end. We got. We went across the little uh, stones in the in the in the the, the lake. Mm-hmm. We got there. We requested to meet a meal, and they, they basically said we could. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's start then first with the discussion with Emil. To start with, is it email jump. or email? Email, E M I L. Oh, okay, well, I've been saying it wrong the entire time. You said what? I've been saying it wrong the entire time. What have you been saying? 
Emil. Emil. Emil is fine too. Okay. It may end up being Emil in the end. You know, Emil is kind of a weird name. I mean, it's written Emil. in a book. It's how the GM says it, right? Emil. Yeah. Emil will be from now. Emo. Emil. Uh, Emil, <laughs> Emil the soup oh, stain prophet. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking that soup stain. The soup stain prophet. Get uh, on the board, soup you all know. over. <laughs> Why did you even think of soup, Mike? I know. It was me too. It was, it was Nick. It was me too. <laughs> Still going with Mike. So He's let's, not here. We can blame him. Let's, let's <laughs> jump into the discussion with Emil Frosch or Emil. Mm-hmm. Like, what What happens, uh, Kay? What happens from there? Uh, so we met with him and Hans and Franz, who were his two associates that were with him. Um, <laughs> On They're here to front. blow stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> so uh, he admitted that they were working on the steel, the still, the still, uh, making Madame Geneva, or Genoa, 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 Genoa. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry, my writing is horrible because I drew over it. Um, Gen. Yeah, and uh, so they were trying to. Supposedly, he stated it was to bring money to Stowe, but obviously we know that's bullshit. Um, he made it for his friend Gustav. Uh, uh, Gustus Adelard. Useless. See, I can't read it because I. Yeah, u- useless Adelard. Remember him? Yeah, useless. Anyways, <laughs> he made it for useless. Um, and he was delivering it to him, and then he decided that they were going to make another batch to deliver. He delivered to Old Lork instead to make money. Um, the first batch they made at the granary, and we're still keeping there. He said because uh, they rented it from the old man. Uh, and then. He started to make it sound like Bruno Lehman was coming for him, and he thought that we were from Bruno um, because of what had happened with Eustace, and uh, happened to have a merchant's favor for 1,000 gold set aside uh, to prove out that he had worked with Bruno and Eustace, and believed that Eustace was not working for the 13 because they're common folk, and they don't have the ability to grant merchant favors. Right. Obviously, uh, merchant favors is in script currency, right. script paper currency. Yes. Uh, Basically, you take it to a, a clergy bank, right, and try and get paid for it. That's yes. right. So you don't have to carry coin. Banking, it's a thing. Uh, of course, it's, it's like a church check. Yeah. No way, the church is about money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we found out all of that from him, and they were drunk indeed when they they blew it up, but they had left the still and weren't attending it and it blew up and then they stated that the reason that there was a bunch of glass at the granary is because that's where they initially store, stored everything so it caught fire and blew up as well um so we so it wasn't we've established it was an accident so, yeah. so does he have this thousand not with him no. he he does not keep it in stow from what we understood at least from what he said that's right but the story grows more complicated. So we we were trying to get into a situation where we could get him out of the grasp of Ludley. So right, right. We had went through this whole discussion about what needed to be done for that to happen. Yeah. And what we have to tit for tat. What do we have to provide to get right. him, get him back? Right. right. Or, because if it wasn't his fault, it was somebody else's fault. It's possible we could get him past Bloodly. So Hans and we sell Hans and Franz down the river? Actually, we didn't need to. No. Initially, what I thought was, was that, well, Graf showed up at around the same time this happened, and he hates picks. So. Our initial plan was we were going to 
make up a story about how it was somebody else's fault. Uh, and then it turns out we didn't even need to. Uh, Bloodleaf, really, she wanted one thing, which was to meet Graf Frederick and, in the and field. And have a war. And, kill and have a war. No, and just kill him was we, her yeah. biggest thing she stated. Uh, and so we found out just basically by doing what we originally planned, which was we'll arrange for you two to meet and kill each other. Um, that Trial uh, by combat. War, trial by combat. And then we'll, uh, we'll just bow out of the way while you two kill each other. And she's like, I agree to this plan. And we're like, that's a bad plan. So the, it's a so terrible the, plan. So the auspice, You're a 13-year-old girl. So the auspice was, Graf would be representing so Emil Frost. Yes. And Bloodleaf would be the opposition. But she what do you learn about Bloodleaf at that point? So she's not a 13-year-old girl. Well, she is, but she isn't. She's basically a reincarnation of their leader. Repeatedly. Not just not just a leader, but like their the, god, the avatar, yeah. the, the avatar demiurge. of of the earth. From what I was picking yeah. up, yeah, like she's she's empowered by the earth itself and is reborn as its vessel. Okay, life so after she life believes after. is and no. everybody else believes. No, is? everyone that's, believes. Even Graf that's actually believes. what it is. Oh, Graf believes. This it get, we'll get into yeah. that in just a moment. But what she what, is, what, is, what is her name? What is she called? Uh, Yolana. So Yolana is not a name; it's a title that. That the that the delegate Don Dutter basically says it, it translates to, to to queen or leader. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she is the leader of the picks in this region. Yeah, and has been forever, since forever. Yeah, because she just gets reborn. Yep. Ah, so it's so, like the Buddhist version of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then they go to talk to Graf, <laughs> and that conversation goes well. So, yeah. And this is like where Graf starts to talk about the relationship with the picks. And that's where we find out that he does know about her, and he says that he killed her last time when she was an infant. In particular, I cut her down while she was in swaddling clothes. Yeah. Was the last time he met Yelana. And he knows her name. And he knows what she is. Yes. And so he's prepared to kill her again, and if he can have his way, we'll kill her before she has a chance to reincarnate again by butchering the rest of them. And he would... Ride them down on horses, yeah, we, and only if they were fast enough to get across the river before mm-hmm. his horses. Would yeah, be we asked them if you, when you inevitably defeat Iwana in the field, because let's face it, guy in plate armor versus fourteen-year-old angsty teen. Put my money on the plate armor, dude. Each time, <laughs> me too. That's what yeah. I'm everyone saying. would. Everyone <laughs> makes sense that way. Uh, so we're like, when you inevitably beat her, will you allow the the non-violent picks that are just living? to retreat back across the Axewater out of these lands. And his exact words is, if they can outrun the hooves of my horse. And so... So no. No. <laughs> Let's call it a no. It's a big no, <clears throat> which sets Tyrwin off. And so we head back, but he agrees to meet and says that we'll meet in the Content Cannoneer. Uh, that's where the fight will take place. And he will you mean Tyrwin doesn't like bullies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he will stand for a meal yes. in the Trial by Combat. So, so he's standing for a meal... She's standing for her people, uh-huh. and it's going to be a trial by combat, and just and they can take Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Those two versus each other. Mm-hmm. Well, but but, yeah. but, so Gra- getting... but Graf's of course got a different looks, plan. Looks, yeah. No, so we're getting... looks, not quite. Well, get, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let Nick take over at this point. Yeah. So anyway, Nick. We, we 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 go to meet back up with the with the picks again, and uh, Terwin talks to Bloodleaf and and asks her and ask him. If you're if you win, basically, what are you gonna be doing? And 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 she basically says that she's gonna do pretty much everything that, that Graf is. She's she's it's two sides of the same coin. Why? So 
they're they're just trying to kill each other. Like they're they're warmongers, and this is you know right. There's going to be death no matter what. So the delegate Don Don is trying to talk her down. Yeah, and then, and there's there's no talking her down. This, this right, is, she was already trying to do that before. Remember, we tried to do that. Yeah. In the teepee with her, and she was like, "Whatever, I'll burn you instead." And we're like, "Okay, go ahead and kill Graf." So so Terwin just cuts Bloodleaf down right then and there. Draws his sword after she just, says, just I'll run down moved, the women and the Moved children. into the duel mechanics. Mm-hmm. And, and feed her by six points. Yeah. And killed her right there. Yeah. Took her head off. Yeah. And then there's a fire and stow. Outside the <laughs> content cannon. So, so yeah. Because Graf said he'd burn to the ground Forest. until he got all of the picks. Oh, so there's there's one thing we didn't say there. Uh when what we're talking, do? what when we're talking with her, her prior to Terwin drawing the sword, things are getting worse, and the war horns of the Pictish start to go off, and, and we can hear basically the gods of their forest, all the you know, like the giant hundreds uh, of animals, the Pork Rouge, all of them rallying, and they're gonna oversweep Stowe, and he says, you know, are you gonna let the people of Stowe be? I don't really care if you're gonna kill the Crimson Martyrs, and she says, no, I'm gonna kill them all. And that's when Tyrwen, under the influence of the Warhorns and the hype building up and everything going wrong, and she is literally shaking with rage, getting ready to lead her people into battle. That's when he pulls his sword and just cuts her head off right then and there. Yeah. Uh, and also, so, Warren had mentioned that uh, you say the word, and, and we will we will be there right behind you to, yeah. to kill all the all the uh, Crimson uh, Martyrs. One. So this, so Terwin at this point Not is like, he, he can, I mean, at this Warn, point it's Warn. pretty obvious, like Nick said, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. They they all want blood. Mm-hmm. And, and Bloodleaf has turned the Pictish, the, the Blade Dancers they're called, have turned them to her side and Don Daughter just begins wailing mm-hmm. at this point. And the entire Pictish company breaks with the death of, with the death of Bloodleaf. They break. And the Warhorns subside and the sound of the of the wild boars they had summoned from the forest uh, flee. And then they see a fire in Stow at night beside the Kintan Canner. And of course, you know what happens when a forester sees fire. And it like, it, even crazier. Yeah. So, so, so uh, okay, we start heading, Tyrwin turns and starts heading towards Stow. Um, Harper grabs the severed head of Yelana and cuts a big chunk of her hair off as proof that we've killed her. Uh, and then we all start to one by one fall after Tyrwin. Uh, we kind of rally up together with him. As we're making our way into Stowe, we see that the Crimson Martyrs are now setting fire to the remainder of the forest, regardless of the outcome. They intend to burn this forest down. So we make our way into the Content Cannoneer. There's like 18 plate-clad dudes with, with great swords in there. Um, and we basically walk in and we're like, she's dead. This is it. We're, we're kind of done. You know, th- there's no need for this anymore. You've won. We, we killed her for you. We proved we're King's men. And Harper throws the hair onto the table in front of Graf and says, Would she have allowed me to take this had she been alive? And he picks up the hair to acknowledge it was her, rubs it through his plate clad fingers, and he's like, No, you're speaking the truth. Now, as King's men, you have to accompany me to go kill the rest and run them down with us. Let's go to the forest. And so that's when Warren falls down a flight of stairs onto some claymores. And uh, <laughs> yeah, things went bad. Yeah, so this this is where <laughs> things went 
south instantly. Parachute. They waited. They waited. So the, the the soldiers who were here, the Crimson Martyrs, they they march out. They're armed like munitions, plates, Zweihanders. They're in it. They're the diamond. The two attendants to Graf and Graf are at the door, and then Elisa. Warning shots, not. <laughs> <laughs> you live your family's honor. So it turns it without going into the gory detail. It turns into a pretty terrible fight. They discover during this that Graf, he's like he's filled with the rage of the Crimson Woman, the Red Revenant, and he's calling upon her. And his chances at her like ninety nine percent. He's not missing anything. Uh, and he has the gray blade. He has a double sword, which breaks. On. What? Let's not gloss over this. The stars aligned for luck for us for the first portion of this fight. Mm-hmm. He manifests chaos twice. His ancestral bra- blade breaks, gets knocked down in like and a fifteen percent chance, and we kill him mm-hmm. in like three rounds. He's down. The stars aligned. Yeah, it for then a minute. it went real bad. <laughs> All right, guys, always, you guys always know this is this is a Tim thing. Always cut the throat. So Take the corruption. Cut the throat. We're still fighting the other two. Yeah, we're, the other two, not so much. So so this ha- so this happens. They manage to they. So Graf picks us off the ground and says, "I'm filled with the rage of the red of the Red Revenant. You cannot kill me. I, I've been slain before, and I will not be slain by you." He says something along those lines, um, and this kind of lines up with the story that that Warren heard in Stonehold. This, the, if you remember, he failed a folklore test about three game sessions ago, right. and this lines up with the story about him being resurrected in mm. Stonehold because he was the commander of Brigandine, who was charged to take Stonehold back from the the Torque Lords. So this lines up with the story that he heard about him being resurrected by an adherent and not dying. And so he comes back to life, and they're fighting him, and eventually they manage to beat him and his attendants back. And that's where we actually begin. We begin right in the middle of the contend cannoner. Heavily panting, covered in blood, some injured, some hurt. Let's do a quick above-board count for dam- current damage condition. I wasn't there, so. Still, you're here, but you're still unharmed. Yeah, still yeah. unharmed. Yeah. What about yourself, Elisa? Unharmed, because everything was a one-shot. Grievously wounded, head trauma, cerebral contusion, mutilated hand. Ooh, are you unconscious? Yes. So I thought. Uh, Hennessy fell down some stairs onto some spy-hunders. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I am <coughs> seriously wounded, still with the butchered leg, but I gave up the busted knee, because that was after right. Graf got back up, uh, with imperiled conditions, right? And you're still in the effects of tincture, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. So at this point, you see just blood and madness. Like, the, the, the content cannoner... Um, is emptied very quickly by the soldiers here. The guru, nobody's here in Stowe. They were sitting across the river with the Gralsteaders, with your people, on on your ship, the Madeleine, and the ship at the Last Wish. Um, it's nighttime. It's cold. It's winter, and there's fire outside. That was used to draw Terran here. Terran is filled with infinite rage at this point. Like his, if he has a rage meter, it's infinity. <laughs> uh, at this point, you can see that Warren's lying on the ground unconscious. Um, he'll need to be administered tincture to get up off the ground. Um, things are looking pretty dire. There's blood all over, broken tables. The gray blade is lying on the ground, broken and twain, ruined. 
ruined, as in the quality of ruined? I'm going to immediately rush to Warren, who is down. And, uh, Same. Uh, I'm going to look him over. I don't have the heal skill, but I'm going to do what I can to analyze where his worst injury is, which I imagine is pretty obvious is with the head wound. It's a grievous injury? Yeah. You won't be able to do anything for that with heal because no. you have. No, no, but I, I want to know where I need to put the tincture. In his mouth. <laughs> so you're Stick going to ignore right the cerebral contusion? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna so that's him. okay. So that's one corruption. But okay. remember, you have other injuries too. Yes. Yep. Such as uh, head trauma and mutilated hand. What's what does head, head trauma, trauma do? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a grievous injury, you said. So. so, what are the three? What are the three that you're suffering from again? Mutilated hands, cerebral contusion, head trauma. Head trauma is probably serious. I got cards for that. Here's head trauma. Yep. So you're ignoring cerebral contusion at this point by taking a tincture. You see, Warren's eyes kind of cross over one another. His eyes are heavily dilated from taking the tincture. Remember, a tincture allows you to ignore an effects of an injury for 24 hours, even if you're not recuperated. But also remember that certain grievous injuries have to be treated quick. Right. Go through surgery. Do any of yours require surgery? Warren? On the cards? Um, let's see here. Why don't we read off all the effects first? Okay, head trauma. Until fully recuperated, you cannot use special actions in combat. So, so you need to be. So you need to undergo treatment for your serious injury. Okay. Next is your grievous injury. Uh, grievous injury. Until fully recuperated, you may remain unconscious. You must undergo a successful surgery or suffer the consequences. Once a cerebral contusion has undergone a failed surgery, you get a dunderhead withdrawal injury. And to clarify, the number of hours that he has is equal to his brawn bonus. He has to be undergo surgery within the number of hours equal to his brawn bonus, or else he suffers dunder, which is nine hours. Is you're, you're the you're our surgeon. Can't <laughs> yeah. surgeon oneself. Now go on. What's your next injury? Uh, so mutilated hand. Until fully recuperated, you cannot use your primary hand as you're in pain. You must undergo a successful surgery or suffer the consequences of. Once a mutilated hand has undergone a failed surgery, you, you lose 1d6 minus 1 fingers. For every finger loss, you permanently lose 1 agility, 1% agility. If you lose all fingers, you gain this veteran's hand drawback. Gee, many Christmas. Yeah. You guys had a bad day. <laughs> uh, he was dealing, I think, around 23 damage per hit. Okay, so... And double injuries. Double injuries, too. Two injuries, oh, not yeah. one. So overall, pretty bad. So that's above board. That's above board stats. But you can see Warren looks really haggard. He's holding his hand; it's still bleeding. The fingers are just like mashed up and mangled. Um, he's clearly still like suffering. His head still. He still has still swimming. Now that he's not. Now that he's taking a lot of the swimming. Or sorry, tincture is swimming even more. But at least you ignore your cerebral contusion. You're awake. You're conscious. And as you look around, like you don't. C, Graf, or the others. Is you, go ahead, sir. It's okay. Go ahead. Is, is Graf gone? He's gone. He and his two crusaders. One. One's one. Dead. That's right. One's lying on the ground in a pool of their own blood. It's okay, Warren. It's it's okay. It's well, what okay. about Emil? Does he... Does he did, 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 did he tell you? Does he know how to... Do what Warren does? Warren, you can hear, you can see their lips moving, but the only thing you can hear is... Warren, Warren, 
It's okay. I've, I've got you. I, I'm going to administer you a laudanum as well. Okay. Uh, laudanum will not take effect. You must okay. be under recuperation as you yeah. dose uh, okay. the laudanum. No, it's gone. No, I know. It's, it's under corruption. It's work. You, you, you pour the laudanum down his throat. In, 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 a, in a fit of just like, what the hell do I do? I'm not a doctor. Right. And you drink you drink the laudanum and it, it has no impact. Remember that if you're suffering from injuries, those injuries must be recuperating in order to restore up your damage or peril condition tracks. Mm-hmm. Well, should, should we go across and see if I the, think that's the, best. the people of the village know a doctor? Or a, even a barber surgeon? Or, what, what? That, I'll take a bet at this point. An animal mender. Um, yeah, animal mender. brain's about to fall out. We know the pics, they, they didn't have one because they couldn't help you. So yes, I, I think... One of us at least needs to go across there, but someone needs to stop this fire or find people to help with this fire. All the boats, the rowboats, the fishing everything's boats, crossed. everything's across the river. There but is we no can walk across the lock, right? What's that? That's how uh, the, yes. the what's-his-name, the yeah, river warden. Can, that's right. You can, you can go across the lock if you choose to do so, perilous as it may be. All right, I'll go across the lock. Well, it's that, or perhaps Emil might be closer. And I don't, he makes medicine, he may be able to help treat Warren. I don't know that he's a healer, but we could try. But one of us should go across and see if they can find someone. Could a village I, is probably a better option. From encountering with Emil, use our new gain insight to try and remember details if he seemed like knowledgeable in some way, or if I felt like he had a healer skill based off of having rooted through his shop and met him firsthand. So, first off, gain insight is a combat ability. So, what you're asking is. Could you surmise yes. from going through his personal belongings that he, would, in fact, would be some sort of surgeon? And that will require a routine scrutinized test. Uh, I will take I... five fortune points. Do you want to assist that? Uh, actually, I was going to attempt to see if I remember hearing about an animal mender or anything in the town. Okay. Let's resolve his test first. That's fine. And then we'll do that. Uh, fail, 92. Will we roll that? We got five fortune points. Oh, and you really need a doctor. Uh... Will I'll take it because we need to know what options we've got for you. Do it. Thirty-three crit success. Wow. Uh, well, you do recall reading in his personal journals that he had some physician's training uh, before he came to Durendal. So he has been a uh, he has been a a barber surgeon. He has been an alchemist, sorry, an apothecary, and he clearly is some sort of bootlegger now. Uh, so, we turn to you, you're going to start, the, uh, go ahead and roll a rumor test. Uh, this test will be challenging. Uh, so, 52 and then minus 10, 42, 67, we'll not do it. Not that you can recall. Outside, you step outside and you can see the fires burning at night, like the snow is coming down. And you can see the fires burning. The fires were purposely set in the city, not to, turn, not to set snow on fire. But a burning carriage is nearby uh, in colla- a collapsed building was set, and, and from what you understand, it was the fire was set to draw Terrawin here. In fact, Graf called it out. So yeah, the foresters, their uh, their rage is it transcends borders, so to speak. Um, you look toward where the lock is, and you can see that there's this there's this locked gate, um, a, a squat tower, and it attaches to all these kind of like complex mechanics and there's this huge sluice gate where water's kind of pouring over almost like a dam so to speak um and the sluice is very very narrow it's not meant to be walked across 
is to people it, it, that could be very dangerous to walk across, especially at night. It's very narrow. But the log is not meant to transcend from one side of the river to the other. It's meant to block ships and keep people from coming across. So I can't get across. Night. You can try, but it will be dangerous. The sluice is literally the, the width about, about 10 inches wide, and it runs about 100 feet. You've stepped outside at this point? Yeah. I'm going to shout to you. Benica, I know that Frosch, he was a surgeon. I read about it in his diary. If we can get to him, we can probably save Warren. So we need to go through... Graf's camp. Graf's camp and the pigs. As you look toward the, and as you do so, you look toward the hills, and you can see his camp peppered with tents and small burning fires, and of course, on top of the hill, there is the great windmill slowly tilting in the darkness, and the snow is kind of softly coming down over your head. The, f the fire on the horizon is red and orange. There's no telling where the remainder of the Crimson Martyrs went. Your understanding is they went to the forest, and Graf and the, his two attendants did not catch up. They were harried here in the camping inner. Who's in the camp, it's hard to say. But that's where evil will be. I'm going to... Then I'm going to the camp. I'm gonna... I'll, I'll come with you. We'll bring him with We may only have a limited amount of time. But first, there's something we need. I'm gonna we need we need to somehow get word to these people so that we can get a fire line started too because if not there will be no village. What, the pigs, they'd be the only ones that could save. Everybody else is across the the river. No, I was meaning trying to get word to them to come over and do. How? Recall the words that you shared with Sheriff Ronald Gray. Not cross the river if you see fire. Not cross the river until tomorrow morning. It is true. We did say all those yeah. things. Yeah. So. Yeah. If we are going to stop this, the only people that could stop the fire are the picks. And I don't see them trying. I'm gonna go into the inn from having stopped him from running off. I'm gonna grab the shattered remains of the Grey Blade. Okay, go ahead and put that on your character sheet. It has the encumbrance of a um, of a zwaikander. Uh, okay. I can sneak into the camp potentially and get a, a meal out. I'd be the best one. Someone needs to go to talk to the picks, and I'm the only one that could possibly, and she kind of does some hand signals, do that, but not. You can't do both. <laughs> I can't. So someone tell me which one you feel. I killed Yelana, you hear Terwin say, right in front of all the picks. They're not going to listen to us. I can hear the might... rage and the trembling in Terwin's voice. They might try to save their ancestral lands, though. They were organized. They ran because their leader is dead. But if Dawn Daughter, if we can get to her, she knows at least somewhat that she needs to save her people. I see two problems with that. One, that force is on fire, which means they're going to be moving away from the fire. Two, they're going to be being pursued by what Crimson Martyrs Graf already sent into the force to go after them. Then it appears our only chance is to go to the Crimson Martyrs and hope that we can potentially save... We've saved as many people as we can right at this moment, I think. I am going to go back to the but original plan here, which Banneker pointed out a long, long time ago. Get Frosh, get the hell out of Stowe. This place is not our problem anymore. The boats ain't coming back till tomorrow morning. 
Fairwind says. We can hide a six. We can definitely hide a six, but we've got to get Warren some... We've got to get him treatment. Let's do it now. Warren stumbles out of the contained canner at this point. You feel loosened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put an arm under him. Like, yeah. put, put my shoulders under his arm. Terwin, I know what I'm not... Fuck it. You're not in your right mind. Watch Warren. You're not the boss right now because we don't even know where the hell you're at. His mind does appear to be very frayed. Not like Sam's not here, but because it actually is story appropriate. <laughs> well, and then his Harper, face is st- filled with, with with blood I and say the tears. Three Har- Harper, you stay here as well. You're not in your right mind either. Okay. Thanks. He says. <laughs> well, I'll take Harper's side. Watch the boss. Harper nods. Right. I'll watch him. So, no guaranteeing what he may or may not do, though. So let's. I say the three of us go. Quick you try quick. to sneak in, and if you need help, we're there. How about that? Is that not? Uh, at least I can possibly figure out a path. All right. Let's take him with us. What? The more time we have to be able to perform hey, surgery on. Very good point. I want to have as much time available. Should we get a surgeon? Warren's told me these things that it takes longer to do less to more. I don't I'm know. going. Well, I guess Warren's that... going. I'm going. All right, to the camp then. I'll 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 grab the other shoulder. I'll, I'll scout ahead. Warren, do you take a shoulder? <laughs> did Warren leave the contained canister, or did she? She did. So Warren stands up straight, and the drawl in his voice is gone, and he has a very physical, powerful voice and commanding presence. Look, you and I have had a couple of discussions already, ma'am. Let's just get Warren healthy. Um, That's what I'm here for. Good. Warren looks different. Warren, you're injured. Please, just take it easy, man. Give me your arm. She's not. Don't tell me what to do. She's not. It's fine. She... What do you keep saying, she? It's 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 a long story. Then it's for, not now, for now, we won't explain. Later, we will. Let me get towards the camp, see what I can find, and maybe I can find a way through. Look, new guy, I'm just glad somebody's on board with me finally. Emil, get the hell out of this place. This place was chaos to begin with. I'm gonna limp after. I will never Eliza. apologize for trying to save. <coughs> no apology necessary. Just point to all the injuries. <laughs> At least it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to head towards the camp and I'm going to try to look through, sneak through, listen, see if I can figure out where Emil may be. As you begin heading that way, you can see that You can hear the distant sounds of the soldiers in the wood. And they're chasing after the pigs. You can't see them, but you can hear them. And as you get closer to the camp, you realize that the places there's you see these kind of squat mutts patrolling the camp between the tents. You can see a small contingency of soldiers and munitions plate, as well as a handful of camp followers, scullery uh, people who were 
attend to the camp, clean armor, make food, put up, put down the tents. Probably military folk as well themselves, just not official Crimson Martyrs yet. Um, you can see amid their camps that there are those tall, cru tall crucifixes that have been raised among them as well, covered with the red, with the uh, red, the the, the red um, shift, the red scarf around it. Do they seem to be wearing similar clothing? All of Mario, yes. Yeah, it's like kind of a uniform. The soldiers, the Crimson Martyrs, do yes. They the all. Camp followers, the most notable thing about the camp followers, even in the din of night, you can see they all wear their the, the blood red uh, crucifix around their neck. They don't have a livery; they just have the. That's right. That's right. But you see a few soldiers pass here, there, the Crimson Martyrs, the Crusaders, but it's hard to count because it's dark. Um, and there's such low light here anyhow, coming strictly from the fires and a lot of tents that are kind of pepper all the way up this hill where it's been clear-cut, the forest has been clear-cut, and it terminates where that huge windmill is. With no condition to cut our way, we should talk as much as possible to get our way. Hopefully Graf hasn't came back this way. That's a good question. You don't know. If he had his way, he'd be cutting through picks right now. Yeah. I think, potentially, if I can get a hold of one of those necklaces, I might be able to sneak in on the lead here. Is someone on the munitions plate clad fool back at the end? Is it the same? They all wear the same one from what we've seen, right? They do. Elisa's gonna run back and go get that. And then uh, attempt to kind of like dirty up her face, dirty up her hair, like to change the color because she does have like lighter colored hair. Kind of yeah. just disguise herself. Since there is, you know, crudely drawn That's right. posters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so disguise is what you're saying. Uh -huh. Wonderful. So you'll make a disguise test when it's appropriate. You won't know whether you succeed or not yet, because we don't want that to change your actions narratively. No, that's fine. Roll um, when it's appropriate. Will anyone else be going with her in the camp? Uh, I'm. I don't know. I don't think I'm necessarily going to go with her, but I'm going to give her. I'm going to give her a chance to scope it out, and then if things like I don't see her come back, I'm just going to go in with Warren. What does not see her come back mean? Because the camp is large. Yeah, that's true. As, as a part, by way of uh, her getting ready, she's gonna um, take some mandrake roots. So we should probably determine a time. Yeah, we should give her. You all are kind of talking and discussing at this point on the edge of the camp. How long in a copse of burnt out trees? How, long, how much time do you need? Remember, Warren only has hours. hours. Give me a half hour. Half hour it is. You don't find me that by that point, like I guess, John. No, we'll walk in and ask to see a surgeon. A surgeon. Well, Warren, sit down. Before you fall down. So I have we have no other way at that right. point. So let's, 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 for, for a moment, let's pause and let's give Elise the spotlight. Okay. So I have Doppelganger and Forked Tongue, both, mm -hmm. for attempting disguise. Um, as well as, like I said, popping the, true, the Mandrake root so that hopefully True Detective can kick in while I'm in there. Where it takes an hour. For drugs. Uh, it's to an hour. Back. I thought it was ten minutes. An hour. Eh, I should do it anyway. 
Feels Just like a bit of mandrake right. Hey, you never know. Uh, I'm gonna get high, man. You never know so, what I might need it for. I'm just saying. It's dark, and and you begin to there. kind of make your way into the camp. And you can see that there are quite a few, um, quite a few, uh, camp followers in here, in fact. Uh, the numbers you can't quite collect, but enough to put you on edge. Enough to make you feel uncomfortable. As you get closer to the camp, you're passing by a fellow who's stirring this huge cauldron. The place looks like all the tent flaps are open. It appears that the soldiers who were here, the crusaders rather, are gone. Men and the women, all of them are gone, taken to the field. You begin walking further in this kind of muddy red of a road between where the forest has been burnt out and the snow has been reduced to muck and water. It's dark, save for a few fires. You feel the heat as you walk by. And then, one of the crusaders is walking the camp. You see that her armor is dented and beaten and her helmet's beneath the crook of her arm. She has uh, a massive wavy blade of Swyander strapped to her back and appears to be walking with a purpose up the hill, almost in parallel to you. You need to make your first disguise test. This is going to be secret. What is your social class? Uh, burger. Okay. So, forked tongue do would generally be dialed. Yes, but for tongue implies a conversation. Right. Do you want to strike up a conversation with her while you're walking? No. Then you cannot use the benefits of fork tongue. But doppelganger. Doppelganger. Addressing as somebody who is not your current social class. Right. What is your current social class? Burger. And you're addressing as? A commoner, I would assume. Lowborn? Yeah. Okay. I would assume most of the camp followers appear to be lowborn. Yes. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, In this case, yeah. Uh, they are not sons and daughters of aristocracy. Right. Fortunately. Uh, so, yeah, it's a secret test. So, remember, on a secret test, you announce what your difficulty would be if it was standard. Okay. I know the difficulty rating, and I only re I will reveal the results narratively unless you roll crit success or crit failure. Then I'll tell you immediately. Okay. So, uh, my disguise is 52. Mm -hmm. With doppelganger, I forget to use that, 72. Okay. It's a plus 20. I'm gonna re-roll that. <laughs> so I get a misfortune points. What you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So one misfortune. However, a 22 is what I rolled on the second one. So what was your chance something. again? Critical something. Well, uh, 72 percent chance with doppelganger, or 52 if I don't nice get to use doppelganger. You rolled a 22. I rolled a 22. That is a critical success. God, I'd hope so. <laughs> Jesus. No, you down 30 percent. Mars tits. Um, you. <laughs> pass by the first Crimson Martyr. And these people, as you walk in their camp, you recall from just the day before, are on the suspicion of everyone. Especially in a tenuous situation like this. She's walking hurriedly up the hill and eventually breaks between a series of tents. You can see where you're going. You can see the windmill. You can see likely where Emil would be held, he's either going to be held in one of two places. The windmill, 
Horcrux tip. So she's attempting to listen and see if she hears anybody talking about, you know, <coughs> hears his voice, any anything. Okay. I wasn't dropping no eaves. There's, there's not a lot of, a lot going on in the camp, but there's these, these, these. You're passing by this, this, this uh, forester, not the forester, but a forester, a woodworker, a wood, woodsman, um, and a, a woman who's clearly a camp follower, and they're kind of like. Look at the size of that fire. They're kind of looking out toward the horizon, pointing toward where the fire is burning in the forest. And like, think we gotta kill him? They're having some of a conversation at this point. You continue along your way. Roll an eavesdrop test. This test is going to be hard. Sorry, arduous. Arduous. arduous yes. My apologies. Okay. Uh, so my eavesdrop is sixty-two. Mm-hmm. Arduous. That's another thirty-two. An 82 will not do it, but I have shaken, not stirred. So re-roll. Shaken, not stirred. Nope, 74 will not do it. You just can't, you don't hear his voice, and there's not enough people that you've seen at this point to really kind of collect who may be speaking about him. And you kind of come to a crossroads, and that crossroads is continue up the hill toward the windmill or break to the left toward Commander Graf Redrick's tent. And this is where, if you recall, when you came to the camp before, this is kind of where, where the, the path basically broke apart. And from here, you'd imagine you'd be able to see the Pictish, where they're bound up against the, uh, they're tied to the windmill spans. There's nobody there tonight, but you can imagine there'll be dead picks hanging there by the morning from their necks. <laughs> and as the snow is falling, you see a sentry, a, 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 a crusader who is clearly at Graf's tent, and he looks down the road toward you, and you realize that he's covered in blood. He is seriously wounded. His helmet is missing. And you recognize him from the Canada. You see him. He sees you. Okay. We turn away from the camp back on the, on the fringe of the forest. And the sound of, the, of, of what's happening in the woods is apparent. It's distant from where you're at, but... But we know mass slaughter is going on. You can see the fire. The forest is on fire. The, the entire uh, northern horizon is a bl- is ablaze with orange light. You're at this point. You're on the very edge of stone, looking across the water toward the sluice gates, and the water's just po- water's just pouring over it. As you look back toward the hill, you see the camp. It's been 15 minutes since she's left. Warren, sit down. You're going to fall down soon. I worry. How long has it been? 30, do you think? No. Wind? No. It's only been half that. We need to give it more time. I, I pace back and forth. It's, I don't like this. Presented no by right. herself. She could be this dead was, already. This was her plan. I should have gone in with her. This was her plan. I get that, and I trust what she can do. Well, it doesn't sound like you two do. Yes, but... What's Ken, her plan. I'm just saying, if she fails this plan, it's not just her that has a risk of dying. How late in the night is it? Almost the witching hour. Okay. And how recently was I injured? (coughs) Half hour at best. Okay. You took a little bit of time to collect yourselves and formulate a quick plan. So with my knowledge of healing, I would know I have at least till the morning, and I'm still fine. Okay. You know that. Yeah. 
nobody else does. Right. You know that about the skin suit you're wearing. Mm-hmm. You are, in fact, what they refer to as a skin guest. Yes. Fine, wait. Wait a little longer. I'm getting impatient. 20 minutes have passed. It's alright. 10 more minutes. You're going to give her her time that you requested. When you really think about it, she is second in command anyway, so. I'm not to do frame. Her father is the first minister, after all. I don't care what you are. You still have to follow the rules of this group. And you don't get a vote. I'm not Dufresne. You don't get a fucking vote, I already said. I know, it's two non-Dufresne versus one Dufresne. Warren is Dufresne, you dumbass. You just said he's not. The creature that's in there isn't. Explain to me this creature. What? Why do you keep saying she? Because she's in there. Is there like a, does Warren have like a disorder or something? Should we consult like a brain surgeon after this? I mean, it's bound to be easier to get in there now. Look at his head. Trepanation. <laughs> I think it's going to take more than a brain surgeon. I believe it would be take a priest. Or, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a man of God. I'm not a man of medicine. I was a man of money. I'm not here to answer your questions. There you go. That's pretty much the answer I've gotten every time, too. He's here to work with us. I'm here to, to ensure that I survive. Well, then you're and here to work with my us. My revenge. Revenge on who? That's none of your business, too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can't help you if we don't know. You're pretty stupid if you can't figure that out. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. We can wait ten minutes. Give her due time. We turn back to the camp where Elisa is almost face to face with man that she had just found no further than about half an hour ago. He's standing there and he kind of looks down the road, cocking his head to the side. He's still breathing pretty heavily. Clearly he's been hurt. He's seriously wounded. You there. He calls out. Show thy face. She turns, shows her face. Roll a disguise test. This will be secret. Huh? Yeah, the critical did not carry you. An odd five. Should I keep that? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think, I think I'll keep an odd five. What's your test to see? What's your test to see? So, uh, for a standard disguise, it's 52, doppelganger 72. You must be new to this camp. Fetch the supplies at the mill. Bring me bandages, bring me honey, bring me water. Right. Be on my way. She heads towards the mill. You head up the long trek toward the windmill, back outside the camp. It's been 25 minutes. Five more minutes. I know you're both impatient, but... You said I must be a fool if I can't tell who your revenge is. I've known Warren less than 
less than a fortnight. What do you What do you mean? I should know who your vengeance is for. Piss off. <laughs> I just keep. I, mean, I just keep looking at him. She's never going to answer anything. What does she sleepwalk and learn from you? Yeah, yeah. Warner and I are close. Remember. Too close. What? What close as we need to be? I like your tongue sometimes. They're saying this is they're sharing a <laughs> bit of water and bread between them. <laughs> it's a jocular humor. <laughs> what is Warren? Question mark doing at this point? She's waiting. She's keeping a mental count of the seconds, waiting for the thirtieth minute. Even beneath the cloud, the low cloud cover of the snow, your eyes are transfixed toward that strange blue halo emanating from beyond the clouds, where the Leviathan's eye shines down. Even despite the fact that it is underneath snow and cloud cover, you can see it. It is there, always watching, always waiting. All right, it's five minutes till we need to make a plan. Where do you think they'd keep a meal if it was in a camp? I can't imagine they'd string him up on a on a windmill like they would the others. He's going to be in a tent, and probably near Graf's tent, so he can be more kept an eye on. Or he's at the windmill. It's the one thing you can lock. That's true. It is a possibility. It's the only thing that's stone. It's the only thing that's protected. I assumed when he said he'd be safe, he'd keep him under personal lock with a guard. So, I imagine he's going to be... At Graf's tent. Yeah, at Graf's tent. Assuming Graf doesn't trust us, which I don't think he ever did, he's going to want to keep what we want the most close to the chest. Like a set of cards. Do you know how to play cards? It's the highest card. Warren just turns away. She's done talking with Thornberry. <laughs> Is it possible that whenever, whenever this host uh, is possessed and she refers to people by their their form their surname. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, kind of part of the character. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're never gonna get anything out of that. That is a that is an I'm egg you're not going to crack. Warren's going lucid. Like he's he's losing himself in that. I still don't know what you're talking about this whole she thing. The thirtieth minute is here. Warren stands up and walks into the camp. She stands wordlessly and begins marching up the hill toward the camp. See, now we don't have a plan because what you try to do is do what I told you couldn't be done. Alright, I guess we're just walking in. We turn now to the windmill. Damn! (laughs) 30 minutes have passed. You're pretty sure of it, Elisa. At least 30 minutes. It's only a matter of time until they come into the camp and you're not sure what they're going to do. They can blow your cover. They can come in swords and pistols blazing. You have a choice to make. Do you continue proceeding toward the windmill? Or will you turn back to intercept them at the, the, heart of the, the heart of the camp? Or back at the entrance of the camp? Because you could make it there in time, maybe. But it all comes down to this moment. 30 minutes was clearly not enough time. Considering Warren question mark is in charge, she knows that she's not going to be able to talk it out of action, so she's going to continue to the windmill. Okay. 
that will potentially put your friends in danger so you'll gain two corruption. Meanwhile, at the head of the camps. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you come, the three of you come to the edge of the camp that kind of spreads throughout the, this huge hill. And you can see these blackened tree stumps peppered in between these tall tents of the wind, but the tent flaps flapping as the snow is coming down. And all the way up the back of the hill, framed by a burning forest, is this huge windmill that looks like some ghastly instrument slowly tilting with the wind and the snow coming down slowly overhead. It's a frightening sight. I want to get into a fight with There's no time to talk. Uh, we, if we can talk our way past rather than fight our way past, we have a better odds. And no offense, lady, but your flesh bag is nearly dead, so why don't we just wait while we get in there? There won't be fighting either. She continues on. She head starts to head towards the nearest campfire. Okay. She comes first to a campfire that is occupied by a camp follower, and one of them he, he kind of turns does kind of a double take and says, hey, "You don't belong here." Pardon me, she says, <laughs> using the uh, the <laughs> perfectly emulating Warren's drawl, his accent. I need to set my own fire over there. Sorry. She picks up a. Uh, a torch from the campfire. Okay. Camp follower pays no mind. And she heads towards out of, out of, out of eyesight that starts lighting tents on fire. Well, that was going to be my plan anyway. <laughs> as, as you have a burning torch in hand and you begin heading toward one of the nearby tents, you hear this barking of bloodhounds, of dogs. You see them lopping along the ground like this beagle with huge with loppy ears, and behind him, a houndswoman and two dogs up on the end of leashes, and she's armed head to toe in munitions plate, and you have the torch in hand. But did she see you? We will find out in just a moment. <laughs> Elisa, you come to the top of the windmill. And you can see there's a couple of camp followers lazing about outside, and their heads are turned toward the forest. They're, they're just wide-eyed, like big tea saucers. Like, I can't believe they did it. They're going to burn this whole place down. They're going to murder everybody. They're kind of talking along one another. They don't pay any attention to you. They're so enamored by this huge burning forest fire. And at the point where you're at, you can feel the heat on the wind. You can see the cinders crackling in air. Imagine the Australian bushfire pictures that you've seen. The air is thick with smoke. It's almost, it's not blinding at this point, but you're coming, the closer you get to the forest, the worse it becomes. You're walking the windmill? Yep. There are clearly supplies in here. The place is unlit, but you ignite a nearby lamp, like a little hurricane lamp. Nobody's kept them here, but you see a number of supplies that, are, that were clearly stored here by the Crimson Martyr camp followers. What will you fetch? Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's bandages. It, wait. Hold up. Is there laudanum? You look around. There's all kinds of supplies here. The question is, first, are you going to gather the supplies you were asked to, asked to get? She will get those, but she's also going to look for laudanum. What were those things you were supposed to get? Honey and bandages. You get honey and bandages. Okay. Hot water. You get laudanum as well? 
Hell yeah, she does. There are two doses okay. kept in a little cloud box. She will take that. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, the only thing I as a player remember is the, the honey and bandages, so. Unless there's something else that she would have remembered him saying. Why don't you roll a scrutinized test? This is hard. Okay. You're also new. You can just blame it on that. Uh, so I have a 64, and I rolled a 64. Nice. Water. So she does get water. Right before you went to walk out, you're uh, like, water. Right. Okay. You turn about, and you begin heading back toward that tent, I'm assuming? Or you're going to head somewhere else? No, been, she's going to head towards the tent. Yeah, it's been 35 minutes. You've been walking back Nervous. toward that tent, and you can see the person who had been hurt before, who you had in, in, in a very intimate fight with Tanner. And as you begin to approach, you could feel a lump in the back of your throat begin to build. You could feel your heart, your heart, your blood starts to quicken. Uh, go ahead and make a challenging resolve test to withstand st or stress. Yes, stress. Okay. So 56. Uh... So 46 with challenging, 25 will do it. Okay. You steal yourself, you begin to approach. As you approach, this crusader is approaching you as well in the middle of a muddy run. He's not waiting for you to approach the tent. His hand is kind of looped in his belt as he's approaching. He has this very serious look that's washed across his face. He narrows his eyes and he opens his lips to say something. And then back on the edge of the camp, as you have the torch in hand, you hear this sound. Their lips move, but the only thing that you hear in your mind is, Warren, 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 like that's what they fear the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Will you set this first tent on fire? Oh yeah. <laughs> With the torch in hand, Warren drops it down. I need this for my fire. Will you make any means to hide yourself? How far away is this person from me? You saw them around, just around the other side of the tent. <laughs> oh wow. You saw them pass by. Warren question mark has absolutely a sense of self-preservation. So, she'll, yeah, she'll attempt to hide it. Okay. Go to roll a secret stealth test. Okay. Oh, boy. Alright, so my chance to succeed is going to be 58. And I'll re-roll. Oh, that's three misfortune points for me already. 23 success. I'm sorry? 23. I assume that's a success. What, would, well, what was your chance? 58. Wait, stealth? Yeah, 58. And what'd you roll? I rolled a 23. Don't keep that? Yeah. Okay. I can't. I have to anyway. Reroll. That's right. Meanwhile, you see Warren, question mark, disappear behind the nearby, the nearby tent. The two of you are kind of standing in the middle of the camp. What are the two of you going to do? You're gonna follow behind Warren? You're gonna head further in and try to find Elisa? What what so this is with Banneker and Thornberry. 
You get him hot, I'll get Eliza. Start walking after Warren. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start running for the tent. Running? Okay. Speed walking. Not really <laughs> flat out running. Speed but walking. very much so looks like he's in moving haste. with a purpose. Yeah. He he doesn't look like he's meandering. He he looks like he has purpose and is walking fast. Okay. Man. Moving with purpose. We'll begin heading that direction. Right as you begin heading up the hill, you come face to face with one of the Crimson Martyr Crusaders. She does not look familiar. She was clearly at the Katyn Canner, though, earlier. In this dim light, I'm going to keep heading with purpose towards Graf's tent. Oh, there. I pause. She says, Yes, can I help you? Where is your harness and tabard? She inquires. Well, that would not make sense for me to have, as I am not a marauder, the Crimson Martyr. Are you going to turn around? Yes. As you turn around, she kicks the hilt of your sword. What's that? That's a blade given to me by my master. Say, don't I know you? She leans in a bit. And as this happens, you are pursuing after Warren Banneker as you separate as well. And you see Warren kind of make a hard pause and she kind of creeps down a bit with the burning torch behind a number of boxes and looks over and kind of points. And you can see someone <laughs> over there as well. You know, quickly duck down or do you want to try to escape? I'll duck down. Okay, you... You hop down. This will be a challenging stealth test. Oh, come it's on. like that line of sight, the third person line of sight, like the cone of sight is passing over you. So, seventy-six percent. Jump in a box. It always works. Oh, six. Okay, you. <sighs> you hop down behind the box. It's the only thing I'm good at. You can hear. You can hear his boot spurs kind of ringing in the mud. This person, this this Marcus Crusader. He continues along his way. Dorothy! You hear a call from across the way. Another soldier's approaching. Another crusader's approaching you. Is that... That's the Greyblade. It's... He's from the Contain Canada! You hear yell out. And you remember, you picked up the Greyblade and put it on your back. At this point, we're going to have to probably roll initiative. In order to do this, we're going to have to break for just a moment and return in just a few moments for Queen of Embers. If it wasn't for the Greyblade, you would not you would not have been caught. We'll return in just a moment. Had to have a souvenir, huh?
back for Queen of Embers. And we just rolled initiative. And I think we're gonna move to the combat camera. First for our reveal. So if you wouldn't mind, everybody, help me. One moment, one moment, one moment. Move this up. Okay, okay. slipped it straight up. Oh, it's tree. Oh, 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 tree down. So it's if you like would that over there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so first thing you're going to notice as I set up the battlefield is that some of these figures have changed around because we know that there's a different placement. We know that in the camp somebody has been stopped by two soldiers. The dogs are elsewhere in the camp. We'll go ahead and move them over here. We're going to then put the windmill along here. So let's see if we can capture this all in camera just to make sure it's working because I want to get everything in frame. So yeah, there we go, it's looking good. So here's our camp with the uh, trees that are clearly bending in the wind, <laughs> <laughs> right? So we know that Elisa, Elisa was somewhere near the main tent which we're going to place here on this side. And we need this sentry because there's only three in the entire camp. We know that somewhere over here is where Warren, question mark, has elected to set that thing on fire. We know that you Having confronted the two centuries here with the I'm gonna talk my way out with the gray blade. No, not drawing a weapon against two armor clad figures. And if I'm not mistaken, Banneker is somewhere over here hiding behind boxes, which uh, we will break out now because that's where you were hiding, which may give you a ample opportunity, one may say over here and we're taking a quick snap of this because this is always good to put on camera um, or on Twitter so here's our battlefield for the night including would you the... like me to get the computer out of it? <laughs> no you're fine actually oh wait tower we're good <laughs> put on top um, and we'll go ahead and put the two remaining misfortune two remaining fortune points right here on the edge because uh, we used a ton apparently at the very beginning of the game session kind of need it and um <laughs> You know, I mean, I'll take a. <coughs> and here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> so first off, the first thing that you should know is that among these soldiers, the one who was near Elisa was that's the one we need to get. seriously wounded from the fight from before in the Cantor. The other two crusaders who are here are unharmed. But because we are at the beginning of combat, Banneker's a smuggler, which means Banneker always shoots first. Not only that, Banneker, you have a free surprise turn. So it looks like you're gonna get two turns at the very beginning of combat. Really? So from where you're standing, you are currently here behind these boxes over by the the uh, tent that Warren, question mark, is going to set fire to. On the other side of the tent, you can hear 
the sound of the sentries, the woman and the man you heard before, who clearly kind of come face to face with with um, Thornberry, and they say, "It's the Gravely, kill him," or something along those lines. So that's what's happening right now. So, but they, it said, is, they said, "Kill him." Like, it's the Greyblade. Get him! Something along those lines, yes. Get him. Okay, Hans is going to shoot. You do what you do. So, do what you do when you do. The first thing I will note is that you don't have line of sight at all to the uh, Crusaders in the camp. That's the first thing I should mention. You can hear them, you know where they're at. They can't see you, but you can't see them from where you're at. Um, Because we don't have a grid lane out here yet. Um, we're going to basically have you count out spaces. Just kind of, we're going to fudge it a little bit. Okay. We're going to do our best job we possibly can and work with what we have. So, um, the first question, I guess it's your turn. I mean, you get, not only do you get a free surprise turn, but you also get a free turn at the beginning of combat. So let's take your surprise turn first, because no, you are not the only person who will get surprise. Warren will get surprise as well. So take your surprise turn now. I was about to go over and grab your torch and throw it on the... What do you want to do? Uh, you have three action points. Three here. action points? And remember... How far do I need... Can you help me with my flubbing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're here. So <coughs> roughly... You want to know distance, like yeah. engage. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Call eight. it eight yards. If you're right here behind us... But I don't you want currently to have line of sight. You do not know. You need, I need to, to step. Get, I need to step out here. Yeah, you need to be about four four yards. So you four need to yards. hustle over. Okay. You want to do that? Yep. Okay. So at this I mean, point, we're already gonna fight him, that's right? right? So Banneker hustles over, <laughs> sidles up, say anything. <laughs> sidles up to a tree, and you have clear line of sight. You can see that there's this woman and man, both clad head to toe in munitions plate with viners on their back, and they're staring dead center at Thornberry and Thornberry you see you see Banneker sneak up from behind about a handful of yards away just on the around the edge of the tent you see you see Banneker at this point what are you gonna do it's your it's one action point to hustle uh load and fire get load one arrow yep okay you draw the arrow (laughs) hunting hunting bow oof so the good thing is is that um, they're not engaged yet. They're not. They're not engaged. There's no risk of that yet. Um, Thanks, friend. It is a surprise turn, so it's going to be easy for you. And if you hit, remember you get an additional D6 fury die for damage. Yay! Uh, do I have a difficulty? It is easy. You said easy. Okay. Easy. So easy. Eighty-five percent chance. Oh, so close. Thirty-nine. It's just there on the. 30. That's a hit. Roll damage. Okay, that's seven plus nine is 16. sixteen. Nice. Well, the good thing is, is that your arrow finds a soft part of the munitions plate. The bad news is that they're only lightly wounded. Stunk. You lose one arrow, immediately just punching through the armor. So now you have one action point. Or sorry, you don't have any action points left because you loaded and fired. So we'll, we'll resolve Warren's turn then, and then okay. we'll come back to you at the beginning of normal combat. So Warren, what are you going to do? You're standing right here. You don't have line of sight, but you can hear them. You heard what they called out. You know that Eugene's in danger. You have the burning torch still and the canvas tent in front of you. 
You're right. I'm going to lean down and light the tent on fire. Uh, can't light it on fire from the outside because it is waterproof. But if you throw the torch inside, it's a different story. Okay. Waterproof, fireproof. I mean, it's... Do I know where Graf's tent is from where I'm standing? Uh, you do. It's a little closer to the windmill. In fact... If you were to guess, you would probably see Elisa that direction, but you're not really sure where it's at. I mean, you can see it on the game board clearly, but you, Warren, do not know where it's at. Do I have a sense that if I lit this on this tent on fire, that'd be enough to just set the whole camp ablaze? No. Okay. It's a military camp. They set their tents just so, so the whole place can't be lit on fire. They're not fools. They have warfare. <laughs> this little thing. Imagine this is slowly spinning in the snow, because the okay. snow's going to coming down right here. So between where I'm standing and just here. Okay. The windmill, there's quite a few people. Okay. Um, you hear the winning and wickering of horses, the barking of dogs. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna go ahead and throw the throw the torch inside. Okay. So that's one action point. You toss the torch inside and at this point it begins to smolder I'm going to put a little tentacle up here because we don't have anything else right now. But It's a tentacle. It is a tentacle. That's right. We put a little tentacle there because it is on. It's going to slowly catch on fire. Okay. Um, and I'm going to start running towards the nearest campfire to get another piece of wood. Nice. Wood. What, is your, what is your movement? My movement is going to be 10. 10. Nice. So we'll go... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. And you can see there's a low stone wall. This is not a this is not a full on this is not a this is not a tent. It's a low stone wall with this huge bonfire in the middle, which is where you originally took the torch from, right in here. And we'll put a just to get a market so we know where it's at, I'm going to put a pile of skulls because you know. Skulls, fire. <laughs> um, the fire is there. Okay. So that's two action points you spent so far. I will lean down and pick up another torch. Okay. You snatch one up, and your turn is over. So now we go to Banneker. It's the beginning of the combat. It's the beginning of the round, like a normal round. It's probably a bad idea, but... What do you want to do? Uh, <clears throat> I want to use... Um, I have that ranged... Uh, uh, take down and or stunning blow. Yes. So I have the talent or disarm. Uh, do they have a sword in their hand? They're not armed currently. No. Okay. Then I will use uh, uh, take them down from a distance. From a distance, and I'm going to use that as a. I'm going to actually take them down. Okay. Uh, your test will be well. Will be standard, unfortunately, but you may fire. All right, standard, so it's 65, that's a 91, can I take one of those? I, you know, sure. I never do. I'm that's four misfortune points, one yeah, fortune remains. Whatever. 37 Look hits, the they are taken down. So they have to resist first. Well, so, yeah, yeah, so they'd resist with coordination. Their coordination is only 40, so we'll roll this here. I got a 60, so that's a, that's a miss. Um, so immediately, the one you plug with an arrow, he falls backwards, taking off his feet, which is fantastic, because you did it with your arrow, a bow and arrow. You kind of wing him in the knee, and he kind of falls to the ground, which is great. What do you want to do? 
fire, fire an arrow for melee attack. Yep. Or ready attack. Okay. Uh, on the ground, I get yep. extra uh, damage. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a routine test. You. You need to load another arrow for one AP. Yep. Load and fire. That's right. Okay. Now take your shot. Forty-seven hits. Okay. Roll damage. Oof. Big money. Big money. Uh. Nine and four, thirteen. The arrow barely penetrates the armor, but uh, the Crimson Martyr Crusader is now moderately wounded on the ground. No more than just a few yards from you, Eugene. Oh, thanks. Now it's Elisa's turn. Normally he would roll for gutting injury, but I'm guessing they have that talent or whatever. Uh, so that's a good question. Um, no, they do not suffer any. Moderate injuries. Gotcha. I would assume, just because conditioned and everything, the man near me is not surprised or anything oh, like that. Uh, no, but he's not really taking you as a an adversary either. In fact, uh, as you came up and, and gave him the, well, he took the water advantage. At this point, it appears that your disguise worked. You you clock. He didn't clock you at all. Is he watching what's happening down the road? Um, at this point, he's not it? really aware. At this point, I'm which gonna... means, but but because you're disguised, if you chose to fight, you you would you would get the benefits of surprise. If you choose to do so, a potentially dangerous prospect. Yeah. <coughs> Seriously wounded. Like to do that, Elisa? Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, because remember, if that's the case, then you in fact get two turns: one for surprise, and one for your normal turn, which is here on camera here. Um, so, she is, she what's is, the first thing you're going to do? Uh, draw her basilard. Okay, you draw the basilard from one a from zero AP. It's the beginning. Remember, yep, the beginning, beginning of your turn. Of my turn so you I draw, draw your weapon. Not load. Draw. It is free. So you can basilard's in hand. Since he is surprised at this moment, can I knock him out? That's a great idea. You can absolutely try to knock him out. It is an athletics test. The problem is that they are munitions plate, so it's going to be hard. Okay. Might as well try it. So hard athletics for knockout. Okay, so 42. So I have a 22% chance. 45 will not do it. I'm not going to try to reroll that. So instead, she's going to stab him. Okay. You bring the butt end of the basilard around, and it goes clang off the back of the helmet. And he staggers for a moment, so that's your perilous stun. So now you're gonna do what? Uh, Two, so you could aim and stab if you wish. If she wants to. Yeah, yeah and I, that's actually that. what I was thinking. You wanna take aim? So and then... I will uh, 1 AP for aim and attack. Fantastic. 52, 62, You don't wanna attempt to knock out again? No. I only have a 22% chance. No, that's, <laughs> okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, so I have a 62 in combat. What's the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty is. Oh, I am so sorry. Uh, you had a severe and surprise right now, so your chances for your knockout initially were actually uh, standard. Uh, uh, what was it? Athletics? I rolled a 42 and I have a 42 in brawn and no bonus to athletics. Whoa! <laughs> so, yeah, that works. <laughs> you hear this bang, and he, he kind of stops for a moment and staggers backwards. And then falls unconscious a number of minutes equal to his brawn bonus. Coup de gras. I want to kill him. Can I kill him? 
Yes, you may. That's what I'm going to do. As you lean down and plunge your dagger into the soft underbelly uh, of this martyr, you will gain six corruption. That's fine. <laughs> it always happens. And then, uh, Good enough. Let's Sorry, see. three corruption, my apologies. Oh, three, three okay. I, that's, that's better. Yeah. I say, man, that was a lot. So, right, anyway. that's and then I have an two AP action left, points. Right? What do you want to do with the last AP? Uh, I'm going to take the bandages back. Okay. <laughs> now you have two yes. Now you have to start. <laughs> that is the badass move. I'll take that. Uh, I'll take those bandages. So the water spills across the ground. You have three action points now. It's your normal turn. Or a normal initiative now. <laughs> so the question is what will Lisa do after knocking out this crimson marauder? Sorry. Martyr. Martyr, here. I see. I know. It's because I run the words together. So, yeah. So, what do you want to do now? Can I see the guy on the ground? Um, uh, not from where you're at. No. You don't have line of sight. He's actually dead. You killed him, so remove him up from the battlefield here. Um, but you can hear sound. You know, you hear a get him. You can hear them. I mean, you know Eugene's over there. You just, you just can't see them. So, beginning of my turn, can I draw my bow? Uh, absolutely. Is your Basilar dropping to the ground then? That's fine. Okay, you drop the Basilar to the ground. Make note of that. Um, so drop it. Drop okay. bow. Yep. Uh, load for one. Okay. I'm gonna move to where I can actually see the, the one on the ground. Person. So about three yards for a hustle. Right about there. Yeah. You wanna head this way? No. Nice. Or the other way. It's gonna shoot. Okay. Well, so drawing a bow is zero. Right. And um, or load. Load is Move. one. Move three. Got it. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a routine test. Okay, so I have a fifty-two, so sixty-two. Seventy-one won't do it. Okay, the arrow. What a reroll. Spit. <laughs> There's do one it. fortune point left. Do it. All right, fine. Let's do it. Why oh, not? so that now, now I have. So to clarify, <laughs> oh. I have. Six misfortune. <laughs> oh. Elise is just screwed with everything today, and a twenty will hit. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so it's two, um, it's, it's two of these puppies. Uh, now I I should I should know. No, actually, no, 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 you're fine. Go ahead, go. Okay. Roll. Roll right. the beautiful bean footage. Sorry, what's your So mind? I have five for my agility. Ten. That's a six, 16. Nice, explosion. 17. 17 nice. damage. Unfortunately, it's just barely enough to penetrate the armor. As he is now seriously wounded, and you may roll for That's injury. That's the same thing I hit. <laughs> you may roll for injury. 2d6. Oh, one more. Six, six, six. six. Ah! Okay. Injure, injure. Was that worth that fortune yes. point? Damn right it was. Kill the Crusaders! Uh, so I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you go ahead and roll uh, percentile dice for me. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, 99, motherfucker's oh. dead. So 99, yeah. 99 is misfortune. Roll on the grievous injury table yes, instead. Yes, yes. <laughs> right here. 86. Oh, 86. Not good. Be so hurt. A vitreous hemorrhage. Yeah. The arrow plunges beneath the vents. So the arrow one time. plunges beneath the vents of the of the helmet <laughs> as he suffers from a vitreous hemorrhage. He's blinded. He's screaming. 
He's still alive, but he's completely blinded. And we will turn back now to the uh, battle, battle, <laughs> battle board. Um, as Elisa's turn is officially over. So hand this over to Elisa anyway. I have and six arrows. So Warren, six. question mark, it is your turn. What are you going to do? Warren will start moving to the next nearest tent. Okay. Oh, I need to reroll my five. So that's going to be uh, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine to Ten. come to the outside of it. Okay. And as you're walking that direction here, you can see that there are a number of dogs, these black mastiffs that are barking and yelping as you were within their opportunity range. At least one of them. As the dog yelps and snaps and barks and is going to uh, try to eat you. I'm going to try to fend it off with the uh, fire. Love it, but I need to do an opportunity attack first. Oh, okay. I didn't see Yep, that's right. Okay. That's the challenge we have here with not having a full-on grid. But um, we're going to fudge it. We're going to make it work. We're going to try to make it work at least. So they so. got surprised on you, basically. I like get surprised. Um, they just oh, get an opportunity walked, attack. You, you walked into their threat range. That's Got right. It. And these are and these are war dogs. I should know too. These are these are pretty vicious looking, vicious looking mastiffs. So I didn't see them at all as I walked up. Uh, you did, but you walked through their threat range. So okay. you're I'm just saying I wouldn't. Hey, have done. I, I, wouldn't, on, say, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have gotten near enough for them to have any. Okay, so you would rather so you would rather stop dead before you get to the tent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to get near something Got it. that would hurt. So as you come around wheeling around the tent, you can see that there are two dogs outside of a pen, and there's this big, nasty looking bull bulldog inside of a, a wooden pen that's snapping and snarling. These dogs have like bite marks all over them. They've got kind of dried up scars on their noses, their ears have been clipped, their tails have been clipped, and they have these huge, like, upper, massive chests. These huge, they're, not, they're not bulldogs, just big fucking muscular dogs. So the question is, what do you want to do? I'm going to try to scare them off. Uh, using, doing what? I'm going to wave the torch at them and be like, get out, get out of here. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, arduous intimidate test. Okay. Intimidate. dogs don't look like these scare easily. Poor dog. That is strange. No. Not impossible. Okay. There's 30% chance to succeed. And that's 21. Okay. What is your brawn bonus? The brawn bonus is 10. Whoa. All of the dogs flee. You scare away the Get get old. I, I have plus nine to all my attributes, so it's right. bumped my score up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So you you flail around with the torch, <laughs> and the war dogs are somehow chased off, uh, and that means you have one action point left. I'm not scared of Warren. And I'll light the tent on fire. Well, you're not close to the tent's oh tent flap opening. Okay. Because oh. you stopped. <laughs> 
Good point. You um, move that direction. So you will just kind of close the distance at this point, mm-hmm. and then your turn will be over, Warren. Which brings us to Banneker, because, you know, you can't have enough turns, Banneker. Um, <laughs> let's go back to where you're at. Uh, so, Banneker, you're here, and you see that lying on the ground, struck by an arrow? Several arrows at this point. Uh, you see Elisa kind of wheel around and plunk, plunk, plink. And the, the and at this point, you can see that the, the tent beside you is smoldering from inside. The the the, the, the military tent's been lit on fire. What are you gonna do? Uh, you can see this one is this one's starting to. Yep, that's right where the tent buckle is. But across the way, you can see Eugene standing face to face with this with this hard-nosed looking woman. She has the vent. Of her, she has the the visor for her helmet turned up, and she's like, "Here's the grand blade. Get him." Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and finish this guy off. Okay. Uh, your test, uh, is, uh, going to be easy. Because he's on the ground and blinded. (laughs) I forgot he was blinded. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it was routine. Oh, blinded. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, okay, 84% and a 46 does it. Roll damage. And he's... Still doubled because he's on the ground. Right on the ground. Oh, so close. Uh, that is eighteen points. No, seventeen points. Ooh, a final arrow with a, a solid kachunk. You just kind of <clears throat> dink away at this person in the armor, and they are expired. And the woman kind of turns about and says, "Blake!" She yells out, "Heathens, murderers!" She screams. <laughs> The Crimson Martyr will have you now. I shall call upon her fury to take you down. She yells something along those lines, um, incensed with rage, and literally incensed from a trait perspective with rage. So that brings us to Banner. If you have any other AP left, I have one AP left. I'll take this. And I will uh, go ahead and load my bow for next round. Okay. Oh, it okay. is now. Her turn. <laughs> so she is the lone survivor, apparently, in this camp. Um, there are no, there aren't any other crimson martyrs. You managed to get the jump on them. And as this happens, and she sees Blake drop to the ground. Uh, no, don't pass it across oh, yeah, the camera. Um, always pass behind or hand around the table if you would. So here's what she does. She ignores. Eugene, because you just murdered somebody who's close to her, she drops the visor on her helmet. She draws the sword for free. She proceeds to charge toward you. Crashing with her blade for a routine test. I wish I would have saved that AP. As I have I thought a about it, but Maker's Mark Steel Lantern Shield, could I make a attack of light? You are not armed with it. Not armed. Okay. No. Now you can attempt to make an opportunity attack barehanded if you wish. Punch but it. that but that carries some risks. Because she's in armor. No, I'm good. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way I'm gonna make it through. That's not gonna go be punch a wall. Yeah, I, yeah. Could, I should have banked my. Gene is not so. It's not a rock. If we turn around to here, you can see where you're at, Banneker, <laughs> and she just storm forward with her with her Zweihander. She has an eighty percent chance to strike. Yep. I rolled an eighteen, so she hits. 
Uh, and um, as she strikes, uh, and she is engaged with you, I should note, um, she will do 8 plus uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 damage. Uh, because it has a specific quality, and because she is a worshiper of the Red Revenant, you begin to bleed. I have armor. Even as you have armor, the weapon draws down, and as she as it does so, it seems to find a chink right in the middle of the armor, and you begin to bleed regardless. Okay, I'm lightly wounded. Okay. So, uh, remember, uh, when you bleed, every you have a number <coughs> of turns equal to your brawn bonus before you bleed out. So turns in the turn order. So what is your current brawn bonus? Three. So that means unless somebody bandages Banneker in three turns, he will bleed to death. I can still bandage myself. You absolutely can, but consider the initiative order for a moment. The only person left in the initiative is Eugene, so when we re-roll, this could go really far south real quick. Oh, it's not going to. So, the question is, what will you do, Eugene? You can see Banneker across the way. Drops to one knee, and you can see that he's, even though he's lightly wounded, he's profusely bleeding all over the place. The blood's just kind of spurting between. What kind of armor do you have on? The. It's the one out of. Uh, the Brigandine? Yeah, but it's the special Ring Castle Mail? Forge. Oh, Castle Forge, yeah. Despite the fact that this armor has been well honed and created, she somehow finds. The sword somehow finds purchase, just like what happened before in the Katin Cannoner. And Banneker begins to bleed. What do you want to do? Uh, what does it take to apply a bandage to prevent the bleed? Is it just an action to interact? question. It, it takes heal? it takes two action points to interact. Okay. But it doesn't require a roll to stop the bleed. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, well, does that include that taking out the bandage? And yes. Okay. It's two, uh, two AP to basically. Uh, how far away am I from Banneker? Well, that's a good question. About one, two, three, four, five, six. <clears throat> I'm going to look at my my rapier. Uh-huh. I'm looking at Banneker. You can see his face is pale as a sheet. Damn it all, I never was a warrior, and I'm going to charge in. Uh, not charge, but run in there. Uh, so hustle for it. Hustle for my six, exactly. Oh! To get up next to Banneker. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to pull out a bandage and apply. And that's my turn. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's my turn. I'm telling you, this is where this is where bleeding gets really bad. Um, so you come in. That's why I always... And you, and you come to Banneker. Banneker, he's literally pale as a shit. He's bleeding profusely. And you look up toward... Eugene, and he spins, you have a bandage? I like reach down like I'm gonna grab the sword, and I whip out this long bandage, yeah, five on me. And I like, I five on around it. over your top, and I just like, lash it off, yeah. and right around your midriff where blood is pouring out. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so quit doing that! That's me. 
Yes. Poor so now it is uh, initiative once more. It's oh, also bad. We have Warren and Banneker as a kick kick ass initiative. That I'll roll mine. That is a Still ten plus six, sixteen. I'm not sure you even had a bandage. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens so, if you just erase? I don't know if you had a bandage, which is the reason why I do have plenty of bandages. Oh, well, I have so. a bandage. I just got one. Actually, <laughs> <that's good. laughs> I was gonna go do you that. You basically have a team of medics rolling tonight. <laughs> no kidding. So, well, the initiative would have worked out in your favor, um, but. The good thing is you're bandaged up. So at this point, Banneker, you are engaged. Uh, if we move back to the battle camera for a moment, you are currently it's engaged really too, guys. with <laughs> Eugene, who has saved your life from bleeding, with the Crimson day. Martyr in Banneker standing right here. And of course, there's a fire, a large bonfire burning behind you. Um, bonfire burning, the tent's about to go up. Yeah, smoldering all over the place. She is, she just charges right in and just draws blood. And, you know, you're not you're only lightly wounded, but um, she made you bleed. And she'll probably make you do it again, too, if she lives. So the question is, what will you do? No fortune points left. Just plenty of misfortune for me. Five, in fact. I, um... Worth it. <laughs> I am not good as the tank. This is not my role. <laughs> I don't think it's anyone's engaged. Well, I will disengage. I will take the so two. maneuver for two AP. Maneuver for two AP. Okay, we'll move you back. Okay, you maneuver away, just kind of skirting back one yard. She takes a wild swing and just doesn't connect because you maneuvered. And I will get the fuck out of there. You're gonna run. I'm gonna get as far away from my can so that I can position myself to strike her next round. But I want to put the fire. I want to put distance and obstacles between us. So the first consideration uh, you should have here is that this is a low stone wall and okay. there's smoke and fire pouring from it. Your your opportunity here is if you want to try to still stay within visibility of her, you need to move over here because you end up between tents no matter which direction you go. Okay, that's where I'll move. Okay. What's your, what's your movement? My movement is nine. One, two, three, four, five, six. You want to continue going further back this way? Yeah. Okay. Seven, eight, nine. Okay. You managed to put plenty of distance between you and her for three action points, and then your turn's over. So, Warren, what will you do, oh, sir? Warren? I will throw the torch into the tent. The tent, adult, <laughs> is now burning. Okay, Warren's so it's one action point. What are you next? I'm going to head towards the next fire and get another torch. Okay. You'll need to go back here. Okay, What's your movement? Same thing. Ten. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll put you right at the front. So that's hustle. <laughs> that's two AP. Okay. Now, you know, step inside for another hustle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You come to the fire. Now you move to the woman. As she almost brings Banneker low, she kind of carries the, the sword overhead, swinging, kind of carries it through toward you, Eugene. Where, unfortunately, <laughs> you left yourself kind of open and available with nothing yeah, yeah. save for this bandage you had in your right, arm. Eugene. Uh, I hate you, Banneker! Just disengage. <laughs> I hate you! She is going to... I appreciate your help, Eugene! 
She's going to uh, take a. She's going to take aim, and 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 she she says she says something along the lines of, "The Red Revenant will not forgive you for this. Your blood shall satisfy the debt I owe her." And she will take aim. It's an eighty percent chance to strike, and that is a forty-six, which is a which is a hit. And she will do. He's going to hit you no matter what because he's going to keep rolling yeah. with all this. She does. She does eight <laughs> plus two, and I think I'll use a misfortune point to turn that into a phase six. So that turns into a fourteen instead, and a seventeen damage. And I think she's going to spend a fortune point to turn that into a phase six. Okay. So that's twelve plus eight twenty. Uh, not not to not to tell you how to spend yes. the points, but you had me at dead already. Oh, I before did. You, you were something. dead. Yeah, I, I was dead. I'm oh fate. goodness! Oh no! Oh no! So, okay, I didn't spend his fate points. You never. Yeah, shut it's, up, it's, man. it's spent. It's spent. All right. Yeah, All right. so I would. I just in the future, like I wouldn't tell you that. So don't, oh. don't tell me that. I, okay. I, I, I to I be look, fair, I look at your sheets all the time, but I know what you're at. But nonetheless, um, so she swings and buries the blade, and. And not only that, um, as it would kill you, somehow the sword gets cut, it strikes the stone wall around where the fire is. Uh, and as she draws it back, as you avoid death, she gives you a boot to the chest and pushes you over the wall for the punishing quality on the weapon. And you need to make an athletics test uh, to resist uh, being taken off your feet. What's my difficulty? Uh, it's going to be routine. Oh, okay. Routine athletics. 52. Uh, 87 is fail. Oof. So you you see Eugene thrown over the wall near the fire. Ugh. He falls backwards, uh, taken, taken down off his feet. So, uh, that is her turn. Elisa, what will you do? Is that Warren back at the fire? Yeah. Yeah. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, look around, Gaston. You're doing you. Warren. She turns around and she she Warren. lowers the visor, and you can hear all you can hear is this. <laughs> Die, Dufresne! Kind of a metallic sound from beneath the helm, or like a. I guess if I have this, it'd be like a. Die, Dufresne! In the middle. Um. <laughs> all right, so she is going to load her AP and yeah. say, "Am I gonna take aim?" Yeah, I'm going to take it. Okay. Fire. Alright. Let's see, what is my difficulty? Uh, your difficulty is routine. 72. I didn't quite make it. Mm, arrow. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's actually, it's easy, my apologies. Oh, then I hit. Okay. I rolled an 81 and I have an 82 then. As you strike with the arrow, she will spend a misfortune point to try to dodge because normally ammunition's plate, you can't dodge because it's a heavy armor. But because she has second skin, she moves with a, such a strange deftness on her feet. So she'll try to dodge. Her dodge is 40%. Sorry, 20, because it was easy for you. Now I need to roll these dice here. Uh, 32 does not make it, but I think I'll spend that misfortune point to reroll that. I'm okay with that. Actually. <laughs> 17. Oh, wow. As you fire, she moves out of the way in the arrow. Sh it shivers and it strikes the tree right beside her. Whew, that was a lucky roll. 
Um, one misfortune point remains. What will you do now, Lisa? Uh, that was my three, right? Load, mm-hmm. aim, fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. That brings us to Eugene Thornberry. I'm to... You fell over the wall. Fortunately, you escaped death. I'm going to stand up. Well, first off, uh, on the ground, first thing I'm going to do, coughing, uh, <coughs> not to Dufresne, and I'm going to pull my rapier. Okay. Even while on the ground. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to stand up. I don't, I'm not trained in coordination, so it takes two. Okay. So you come up on your feet. All right, that makes sense. All right, and what will you do now? Thank my last points. Okay. At least you have your sword in hand so you can defend. You can feel the heat of the, the bonfire behind you, um, which is, you know. Are you, are they warm. physically engaged because the wall's between oh, them or not? Oh, God. Um, just one moment here. Okay, sorry. Let me put this on here real quick. Did you roll this? Yeah. Okay. I just rolled 21. You rolled a 21. I have a 21. <coughs> oh, I have a 21. Oh, because on this side it. Oh, yeah. So. Three? I should probably turn that toward you. I didn't mark the other side. Okay. And then uh, Eugene Thornberry. So, here's what happens. Uh, so, she is not engaged. Um, he's pushed over the wall, he's That's pushed away. And, and at this point. Is this her turn? I mean, I know I'm not engaged with her, but doesn't yeah. she have reach? She does. Okay. But instead, she likes to save her own hide because the fight may is not, she is not going to put her, she's not going to simply have herself killed, uh, which will give her a full host of movement, which at a run is 33 yards. Uh, and she will simply disappear outside. I of, that. So she has a move of 33 yards. And remember, you're in the middle of encampment with tents and trees and others. She is gone. At 38 is my long. I understand, but you do not have visibility. So the question I have for you is, do you decide to give chase? No. Uh, no. But we're, I'm, I'm going to help Warren burn all the rest of the tents. Elisa's going to check Graf's tent to see if anyone's there. Okay. So you begin setting tents on fire in the in the Crimson Martyr encampment, and you suspect that this night is not yet over. Um, you can't the, the 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 camp followers have are gone. They've ran off. Um, they've been chased away. The war dogs have ran off too. There are several horses kind of moored up, or sorry, they're tied up near the windmill, uh, which we saw, of course, on our battlefield right here. And there were some horses right down here too. Um, but um, nonetheless, you can see that um, that, um, that your, the tents are slowly setting on fire, which is good. Um, they're kind of spread out. In the, I mean, this is clearly a military encampment. They've, built, they've dug trenches. We're going to burn the they've, they've, supplies, too. You want to burn the windmill? Yeah. I would take the supplies. And then Who's going to burn the windmill? Raise your hand. Well, if there's supplies in there, we'll take what we can and then burn the, we'll pull the supplies out and burn the rest. We're going to burn their supplies. Okay. Those who choose to burn the windmill will suffer nine corruption because that windmill it belongs it says to the burn mill. the supplies, not the windmill. Oh, okay. You don't want to burn the windmill. You just want to take burn the supplies well. out. Okay. How long is it going to take to pull supplies out? Well, hold on a second. Time out. The question was first off to do it iteratively. You're not going to set fire to the windmill, so you're going to take the supplies out and you want to set fire to those. Yeah, Are you going to take time to sift through them first? No, no. I'm burning everything. 
Okay. Burning all of Okay, shit. so no corruption for that because the windmill is Stowe's windmill, so mm -hmm. that'd be clearly like a bad act to do. So you begin to pull all the supplies out and slowly set them on fire. Yes, not slowly. The, uh, quickly, yes. <laughs> You're not really sure whether to come back. Elisa, you are in Graf's tent. Um, how many bandages and honey did I get when I grabbed for... One pot of honey and um, roll one d six and add one. If it's a phase six, it's six. two. So two two bandages and a one honey pot. I would hit her. Uh, yeah, then I will go to Graf's tent. Okay. You come into Graf's tent and you see you you can see uh, Emil inside there. He's been bandaged up, treated. He's got scuff, scuff marks and stitching on the side of his face where he's been treated. His clothes are clean. He's drinking wine as you come in. He kind of staggers backward, thinking he's about to be absconded away by the Pictish. Just kind of raising his hands like this. He goes, Uh, I swore it was Bloodleaf and her ilk. God sake, you coward, come with me. You grab him by the scruff of his neck ruff and pull him out of the, of the camp. And his eyes kind of widen as the place is slowly smoldering. Um, Eugene, and... look for something useful. Uh, I'm going to step into Graf's tent and look for, uh, first most foremost priority, coffers. Mm -hmm. um, and second most priority, anything that would be of like real worth or a ledger or something okay. that we might be able to use against him. Okay. So in order to do this, to do it quickly, mm -hmm. before they begin setting fire to this tent, uh, you will need to you need to yeah. move fast. So you'll need you to make win, a trivial coordination test. Okay. Let's kind of rifle through things quickly. 69, lucky number. <laughs> 92. Oh. Well, unfortunately, you didn't turn up all the valuables by the time that Warren and Banneker come, but you did manage to get one thing. <laughs> We're just you so managed happy. to get this. Uh, it's a it's a wooden <coughs> a wooden idol of a of a woman with her hands held out. It looks like it, she's painted red. It's some sort of it's the it's the uh, it's the red revenant the red revenant relic. So put that on your character sheet, and that weighs well, and that has uh, that has one that's one encumbrance. Okay, um, you grab that. As they come in to, not smash and grab, but you're smashing and grabbing, and they're like, they set fire to the place, and, and it's clear this is a military encampment. As you're walking out, you see a, a foot locker at the end of his bed. Um, you don't see, like, coins or anything like that lying around, but you leave behind papers, other things he may have been writing on. I dumped the papers onto the fire. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. You, gotta have, you have to have kindling. Uh, <laughs> you you begin to set Smash this place the on fire. on top of the fire. Yeah, I make sure every tent, if I have the time, every tent. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and this takes about, I mean, this all happens within less than like a half hour. At least I will take a horse. You want to take one of the horses? Hell yeah. Okay. I have horse. I have set the other horses. So, well, let's hold on. <laughs> hold on. You were setting fire, so right. you can't set horses. <laughs> I want, I want. The question is, did the horses stick around while the place was burning? Okay. If there's a horse. Okay. Yeah, so let's let's figure that out. Let's figure out if they did. So we know that there are at least four horses here. And I think I'm gonna give them each an opportunity to escape. So what I'd like for you to do, too, Elisa, is roll 4d6 chaos dice. Okay. If any of them rolls a face six, yeah. 
it stays behind and can be saved by you. Okay. This is this is the most weird collection. Of yeah. <laughs> Here, wait, wait, give me one. Give me a small one. There we go. Seven. And we'll just we'll go with random four here. Six. There's one, two sixes. So right. two horses have have man are still remain behind. <laughs> so you're gonna now add horse thievery to your uh, list of deeds. To your list of dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Sure. Okay. Um, oh, so you 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 manage to you get two horses. You've you got. Their shit on fire. What's a horse? You have. You have evil frosh. You have what you came for. You came away with a few other things too, um, and I'm assuming you're leaving the camp because it is literally burning on fire now. Yeah, there's nothing left. The as you're coming back down the hill towards Stowe, um, the fires have not spread to Stowe at all. It looks like they set those fires purposefully to ensure it doesn't burn the village down, which is good. Um, but you can hear the sound of people, kind of the din of sound out in the woods. The martyrs of the Pictish are still out there fighting somewhere. But you've got Emil Frosh at this point. I only want the horse to get across the river. You can do that. Horses swim. They do. Well, more importantly, we gotta get somewhere that Frosh can look at Warren. Across the river. Well, uh, I'll get the boat. Then. I'm sorry, sorry, wrong. I said, my goodness, what? Oh, we're just gonna leave this place. He looks toward the boats what across the river. What can we do? We're going to get across the river. If we don't leave tonight, they'll cut us down along with the pigs. We leave. What, what, what are the sheriff? What are, where are the others? Are they still in the village? I don't give a damn about the people of Stowe. We leave. We already moved the people <coughs> across the The Crimson Martyr boat. Do you think it has a boat on it? A, a, some kind of something we can it's get It's a Black Knight ship. Well, I can tell you this much. Boats burn as easily as tents. It's a Black Knight ship, he, he says once again. What's it's a black, name? black Knights versus Crimson Martyrs versus living? If you set fire to that ship, that's a that's a capital crime, he says. Well, then we, we take the boat. Is stealing it a capital crime? Yes, that, that actually would fall in the, in the same realm of bad things to do. Right, but if they have a lifeboat or something yes, along I, those I think, lines, I'm we can a, get across. And this one, a dinghy is what I think it's called. You come down toward the docks no, 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 where no. the just. I'm going to take the the horse across. Get one of our boats. Come back and get everybody. Oh, okay. Or, like let the horse swim. But we can disable the rudder, and not make a capital crime. So, which do you want to do? Go across the river or disable the rudder? Well, we yeah. have people. We want them to leave, though, if we decide. You don't have people. Them. It's just you on this side of the river. Well, well, there's only two horses. That's right. So only two of us can go across. Mm-hmm. We have a captain over there that knows how to drive a ship, to pilot a ship, and yeah. so do I. So we can bring both ships over. Mm-hmm. Then we pile everybody on. But while we're getting across the river, mm-hmm. these other people that we have, the other four people in our party, can disable a rudder. But do we want to disable their boat? If we disable their boat, it just slows them down. We want them to leave. Well, of course, we want them. We don't want them to follow us. I suppose that's true. Disable the rudder. We're not breaking any capital crimes. I don't want them to disable. Um, we'll take it. an axe and you break the rudder in half. We'll wing it. Go, go right. get a boat. Yes. Take your sword. Take 
I'm like, I'm like stabbing bait right here. <laughs> you'll be able to find something in in Stowe to disable the runner as you'll brute force it. it. Yeah. Um, so uh, these horses, by the way, are Rouncey's. So it's a Rouncey, R-O-U-N-C-E-Y horse. Oh, I'm leaving this horse once. Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm talking about Elisa for a moment. Okay. So let's 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 separate what we're doing here. So you're going across the river to go fetch uh, a, a dinghy to get all of you back to the ship while they're disabled. Well, who's disabling the rudder? I guess, uh, well, what uh, are you doing? Yeah. First, I need to know what he's doing. No, the question is who's going to disable the rudder? Not who, what's who's doing. The question is who's going to disable the rudder? I'm it's a very straight question. Elisa will. Elisa will. Uh, okay. So, so with Elisa disabling the rudder and with you going across the river, okay. what will Warren and Eugene do? Uh, I'm going to keep a hold of Fosh. Okay. Uh, and I would like to bind his hands and feet to stop him from potentially running. This is highly unnecessary, he says. This is just a precaution, and also because I don't trust you. My goodness, have you fought with those Crimson Martyrs, he says. No. Mostly I've just gotten beaten by them a lot. Fighting implies you're good at it. Can I tell if someone is on the boat? What boat? The Crimson Martyrs boat. The Black Knight boat? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to board the boat with Elisa? She's already on there. No, I'm just looking. Like, can I see Can I see the boat from where we're standing? so dark out. Well, I have dark sight. It doesn't matter. It's still too far away. Okay. Can't see through smoke. All right. Yeah, keep this in mind. The village is now filling with smoke from the fires uh, from the forest. Um, and the entire northern horizon is glowing orange from the flames. I mean, it looks like a hellscape. It's it's like you're in the middle of a nightmare. Like one to the south, the sky is filled with snow and pale low clouds. To the north, the sky is filled with ash and fire. <laughs> it's pale. Just need to wait a minute. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> So, Lisa, you come up the gangplank on the Black Knight um, boat. The good thing is the gangplank's down, so that probably imp- indicates that somebody's not on the boat because they'd pull the gangplank up if they're on it. And you grab a big old mallet off somewhere off the dock or some sort of some sort of wood-splitting axe, and you you set to task. You set a mallet or whatever it is. Uh, go ahead and make... Um, the reason I asked why he's just selling the rudder is because I need you to make a fail-forward test. This test is hard. It's a hard athletics test. It's fail forward. 22. Oh, we have the same 42 athletics. will not do it. Okay. Well, so remember, fail forward doesn't mean you don't succeed. It just means you suffer peril as a result. So yeah. you will break the rudder, but it is a, a strenuous, a very strenuous task uh, as you will suffer uh, some nine <coughs> physical peril. So it doesn't hit my threshold, but out of curiosity, is that Mandrake route kicked in? It's not been an hour yet. It's only been a half hour, like I mentioned before. I'm sorry. Uh, you took, I a, half say it took a half. It has now. Yes, that is true. That is absolutely. My barrel threshold is at ten. So oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, would have kicked in by now. Okay. So you're starting to. Ooh, you can feel its effects now. Things are kind of strange. Yeah, major crew adds to your apparel your apparel threshold. Super nice. How many doses did you take? Just one. No, take the battery. <laughs> so just enough that uh, if I. There should be any question. True detective might be. Able That's to right. The uh, the axe feels a little weird in your hands, mm-hmm. or the, the mallet rather. It feels a little. It feels 
almost too light in the hilt and too heavy in the head, and you kind of drop it, uh, not strain, but certainly, you know, in suffering apparel, but you're panting. Um, you can, it's cold enough out where you can see your breath. You manage to cross the river, Banneker, and, and at this point, uh, Sammy, without without even questioning it, he manages to lower a, one of the dinghies off the side of the Madeline. And the Madeline is actually already, it's, it, sorry, Madeline is crawling with people along the top deck watching what's happening, and they're just watching in awe. Prepare, prepare to leave. Sheriff Renault de Grey says, we can't abandon the stow, can we? He looks towards the others. As he says this, you drop off the boat, they begin, you begin to cross. We will leave you here if you wish, but the Crimson Martyrs have lost their minds. They are burning you. They are burning the forest around you. You will have no food. So at this no. point, you're yeah, kind of rowing across, um, and the, the dinghy comes to the other side. Let's pile in. I'll look at Emil. Where's Tanahit? I didn't want him to get any weird ideas, and I'm in no condition to chase him down. I just strapped my leg. Ah. And I can't depend on whoever's there to assist me. And you needed somebody to disable the boat, so she's gone off to the boat. So at this point, as you all kind of pile in at this point, just piling into the boat, tight, rowing slowly, you're rowing away amongst this dark, cold water where you can see the gray shapes of stone, the, the dark shapes of stone of the, the village. You can see the burning encampment of the Crimson Martyrs up on the hill, the windmill slowly tilting in the smoke and smoldering forest, the fire kind of mixed with falling ash and snow. You can't tell the difference between the two. And the Madeline begins to give a very low hum. And then there is this kind of like sound coming from below the boat. You can't really identify what it is, but it seems to almost be vibrating at this point, the whole thing. And without even moving, without the sails even dropped, the Madeline begins to slowly chug forward through the water, kind of like vibrating as it's moving on its own accord. The mast struck up toward the air and the sail, right, the sail has been lowered. The whole thing is moving up on its own accord as Sammy is at, he's remembered you, just yeah, spent the money. Yeah, <laughs> spent the money, right, yeah. Yes. Sammy's back. So you spent the money to caulk the boat and to repair it here, or to repair it, and now it's moving with the power of the uh, the Arkwright Cauldron. Badass, the, the ship is now considered to be autonomous. It needs no wind. It can fight against. It can fight against the downstream of uh, the axe water. It will not matter the whether it's a dead wind in the winter or if you're in you're going up river. Is it strong enough to tow Jonah's boat? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, Just the whole thing sure is chugging and moving with this black smoke pouring forth from these portholes on the side of it. Looks like some great behemoth that breathes smoke. It has this strange look. You can imagine the cameras to pan back and to look at the whole boat. It's like it's got these five trailing or say these uh, these uh, three kind of. Uh, there's three and three of these smoke kind of pouring out from underneath the boat, almost along the waters. It's burbling. It's kind of coming up and rising around and behind you. And the heat intermingling with the winter gives this whole thing a strange kind of halo that seems to linger above it. 
in the in the air because it's displacing all the heat has a strange kind of like mist that lingers above the boat above the mast specifically <laughs> and you leave the encampment behind and you leave behind the martyrs and depicts the boat is clearly a buzz with activity unsurprising um, given that you had just taken these people away from their home they only came here three years ago but there is a there's some fear there's some questions Renault the gray is trying to quell their concerns and he will do so as best he can but that leaves you with Emil Frosch down in the holds I suppose I suppose it's it is all done now then now do you have your surgeon tools do you have your tools anywhere I do not my surgeon tools then use warrens and I need you to go take care of him I shall attend as such I shall take my time given your friend's condition and I owe it to you you saved my life after all <coughs> perhaps we can talk as I do my work he rolls his sleeves up kind of rolling up the white sleeves up and kind of buttons his, uh, his, takes his cravat and stuffs it inside of his shirt along with his, his grayish beard. See to my hand first. Yes. Mutilated that is. If I had my supplies. What supplies do you need? Supplies that I need are back in the stove. You may be surprised to find that supplies move. What do you need? I speak not of laudanum, but of panacea. I believe that's right next to all the cream dice. Probably. I assure you, you did not find my panacea unless you search beneath the floorboards. Don't know. We moved things, didn't we? Where are, you, where are the things that you took from my shop? He inquires. Well, that'd be Lead him to the store. Yeah. Between the cream dice and the giant vats of pickles. Right this way. He looks toward. He looks toward. He's like, <laughs> I'm afraid that my more expert of remedies are not among these but there is this he procures a lead box about this big perhaps in time we secured what we could he takes it and puts it inside of his vest very closely otherwise i shall use the supplies that are here and uh up your friends and they're yours again we did try to save as much of stow as we could as you can see your people around you. We are alive, and that is what we can count on. That madman, Graf, would have us all slain. I owe you my life, and we did have a deal after all. Yes. He'll begin his work. Yes, it does. Oh, okay, cool. And it's, okay. Yeah. Wait for so we should probably end here. As, yeah, as he begins his his work, um, we will draw the curtain to a close, uh, and we will conclude uh, this act, uh, which is good uh, that we are concluding this act. That moves us on to Act Seven of Eight, and don't write any reward points down because we are moving to advanced tier. We're nearing the end of Queen of Embers, so go ahead and move yourselves up to advanced tier, which means you're able to, which we will 
do some character building probably next game before the game um but after, once we close up here we'll talk a little more about that but for now just move you move yourself up to advanced tier and obviously mark your professional trait that's all you do at this point um and if you have um uh, who has corruption tonight hi i have one yes yeah, so let's let's resolve that let's that's what that. i get for being leader we'll pair with yeah <laughs> so Good stuff overall. So, corruption counts tonight. Uh, Banneker, anything? One. Uno. Okay. What about Elisa? Sink. Okay. Warren? Two. Did you give, wait, you gave in tonight, I believe, to her. Yes. So, you'll gain six more corruption for that. Okay. Keep that in mind. Was when that you not eat. last game? Okay. Uh, when that flips, no, because he was unconscious. Oh. When you flip to that other personality, you must. You remember, you suffer six corruption, you recover your peril condition track completely into unharmed, to unhindered. Uh, any corruption that you suffered tonight, Eugene? Zero. Nice, okay. Our corruption roll for tonight is going to be a three. Nice. Well, there I go. Uh, again, being leader is a corrupting experience. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it can be. Terran can take it back. Yeah. Terran, please take us back. So that's the end of, of this act of Act 6. We'll enter Act 7 next week with some character building. Just like before, we'll probably do a uh, retro on what happened leading up to the story at this point as well. So um, thank you all once again for watching, for listening. Thanks for your patronage. Uh, we'll be back for Queen of Ember's Lickety Split for Episode 64. Oh my gosh, 64 game sessions is crazy. It's been over a year. Session 64! We're so close to 69! So... Uh, everybody have a good night. Thanks again, and see you next time on Queen of Wrong for I chewed. I was supposed to be guzzled. <laughs> you were lying. Oh, yeah, was so Does one really guzzle candy if though? If you just swallow the candy instead of like sucking on it, like oh, I enjoy not, my high chews. You're not, you're not getting the, the all the flavor out. Yeah, I mean, they, they, say, they say in the name to chew it aggressively. You're not allowed to say that, dude. It's true. That's true. It's true. true. If they were meant to take your time, it'd be low chew. It's self-saying. Well, the high part is what you are when you're.